0: Paxton Quigley is rolling out the green carpet, talking to the creme de la creme of innovators and influencers who are shaping the world of cannabis and culture. Welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Hello to all of you cannabis
1: aficionados and welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley. Now... I've been broadcasting for the last two years on terrestrial radio, AM radio, and I finally decided I wanted to get away from that, and I've moved to cannabisradio.com. So welcome to my new show. And it seems that most people these days are talking about the two C's: coronavirus and of course cannabis. Now, the news media is reporting that since the beginning of the devastating pandemic, the sale of cannabis and CBD and related products that are, you know, marijuana products have increased significantly. However, over half of the cannabis companies that applied, for example, for small business administration loans, they've been turned down. Nonetheless, if you're staying away from smoking cannabis during this catastrophe, and I hope you are, I'm not smoking now, you may want to think about buying an authentic terpene-infused aromatherapy candle that's that's derived from strains like gelato and Jack herrer and jet-fuel OG. But unfortunately, the candles aren't full of cannabinoids or THC so i got to tell you you're not going to get high but let me tell you it can bring back memories think of it that way and something else going on did you did you know that right now seniors and maybe it's your grandparents or your aunt uncle are among the fastest growing and actually the most enthusiastic consumers of cannabis. And they're not necessarily former or continuing users from the old days in the 1960s and 70s. They're rather, if you can imagine it, new users. And they're really enthusiastic about it. And uh, many of them, yes, are using it for medical reasons. But, you know, right now they're doing it for fun. And I've been told they're doing it to enhance their sexual lives, and maybe we'll get into that later. But anyway, there's so much happening in cannabis right now, and uh, I hope over the next number of weeks and months, we're going to get into all sorts of different uh, topics about cannabis and hopefully there'll be some new topics that you haven't even thought about when it comes to cannabis so please enjoy yourself and uh i'm gonna have fun with you and i hope you'll have fun with me
0: more high society with paxton quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors Sweet Elevate your everyday with that Sugis feeling, with the sweet taste of Sugis. Add a cup of Sugis to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is! Sugis infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of sugies in your drink. Order your sugies now at s h o o g i e s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up sugies, the sweet sweet take anywhere treat.
2: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart. Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: On to our guest for the day. His name is Dr. Alan Frankel. And he's located in Posh, Beverly Hills, California. And I have to say, he's one of the few physicians in the United States who truly understands cannabis as medicine. And I got to also say that Dr. Frankel is considered one of the world's leading authorities on what is called dosed cannabis medicine. And I assume that Dr. Frankel will explain that to us. So we're going to be discussing today the use of cannabis for the other two big Cs, treating anxiety provoked by the coronavirus and also cancer. Now, when it comes to anxiety right now, I got to tell you, I'm really anxious, and a lot of my friends are anxious, and we, we talk to each other every day about who do we know has, has uh, coronavirus uh, and we're scared to go outside? I have one friend who apparently is staying in bed practically the whole day she's so scared. So uh, anxiety is there. Dr. Frankel, welcome to High Society with Paxton Quigley.
3: Thanks, Paxton. Thank you so much for having me on your show Again,
1: again, yes, you've been again. on twice before, so I'm happy that uh, you said okay. Let's do it again. All right, so you know right. that many people the, are the anxious.
3: leaves. The leaves on your virtual background. <clears throat> are much taller yes. than you, so it looks like you're going through a jungle. It's great. I'm going through a jungle. <laughs> jungle. Oh, I
1: happen to be in Miami, you know, so things are very different in Miami.
3: Uh, yeah, anyway, in so many ways.
1: Yeah, you know, I know that people are are, are anxious about getting COVID nineteen. Uh, can you tell us if and how uh, the taking CBD or a combination of CBD and THC can minimize anxiety?
3: Well, when the whole COVID um, explosion started, uh, myself and I'm sure tons of other doctors were looking up what's the efficacy potentially of CBD and COVID virus. Unfortunately, there is nothing, there's no connection as far as CBD or any other cannabinoid killing this particular virus, although CBD does kill other viruses, including hepatitis C. But most, as far as the antibacterial, antiviral, they're much better with gram-positive cocci than they are with viruses. However, two of the major, major issues with um, coronavirus are that can be helped significantly with whole plant CBD, and hopefully we'll have time to talk about what that means, is anxiety. I mean, the vast majority of patients will be able to cope with the vast majority of their anxiety with small amounts of whole plant CBD. And by whole plant, I mean that this is not something that's you know purchased by the gallon and then bottled and it's hemp CBD, which has the CBD molecules the same. Um, but all those hemp products out there that are everywhere, They've been tested, and they don't generally have what they say they have, but more importantly, they're missing all the wonderful aspects of cannabis, like the terpenes and flavonoids, and the dosing is very, very different, and without all these special molecules, the dose of CBD that people need to take with the hemp CBD or all the products that are around is high enough. I mean, sometimes hundreds of milligrams where there are now drug interactions, and I've seen the first two. In addition to the anxiety, which is tremendously benefited by whole plant CBD, the other issue is CBD's effects on the the bronchial airways and the alveoli. Because what people die of with COVID is airway flooding of inflammatory particles. CBD, to a large extent, and we don't know the exact extent, prevents the cytokine storm, which is what kills people, um, and it's also a powerful bronchodilator. So what does that
1: mean, bronchodilator?
3: Bronchodilator means it opens airways that are spasm because there's fluid there, irritation there. So see C- I think CBD is absolutely, I, well, I think it's worthwhile taking all the time. But for anxiety related to what's going on in our lives now and for keeping our airways open and clean, um, I think those are two huge deals. There is no data that CBD kills the COVID virus. But if you can minimize some of the complications, the patients are more comfortable and their airways are protected more.
1: Okay. So let's say I'm an anxious person. When I wake up in the morning, I mean, I'm not anxious usually, but right now I am anxious. So When I wake up in the morning, what's the first thing should I do? Should I go ahead and take some CBD, um, like uh, from from Charlotte's Web or Tikkun Olam? What do I do?
3: One of the tricks we've learned about treating anxiety, um, most patients with severe anxiety that are now having multiple awakenings during the night and they're exhausted, what we often have them do is when they get up um, two, three, four in the morning to take five or ten milligrams of whole plant CBD um, and then when they wake up two or three hours later they're not waking up with that uh you know agitation I do that myself I lay out my morning CBD and I don't even know really when I take it I just know in the morning it's gone and if it's not gone so I didn't take it I don't feel as good so the, the whole concept of taking something to prevent uh, because the early mornings when our cortisol levels are sky high and we're agitated anyway, um, and if we're we're anxious, yeah, a few doses of CBD CBD a day would make a big difference.
1: Now, when you're saying a couple of doses, are you saying morning? Let's say you wake up at seven thirty. First thing you do is you grab your CBD uh, at lunchtime. Uh, you're taking more, and then you're taking more again around dinner time. You know, do well, you have to figure it out part, yourself? Is it personal kind of thing?
3: Well, I give people a very specific dose to start on based upon their symptoms, based upon, I mean, I see patients who have used THC to help with their anxiety. And if somebody is improved with THC, you don't just give them CBD, you give them a little THC mixed in as well. But as a rough, rough, rough guide, um, five milligrams of whole plant CBD every four hours or so as needed for anxiety would be the very generic recommendation for it. And it'll work.
1: Okay. Now let's go to coronavirus in, in terms of have, have you actually had patients that have the coronavirus uh, and what do you do in that
3: situation? Um, well, I'm doing telemedicine from home. So unless somebody at my house gets it, I'm not going to be seeing anybody with um, coronavirus. But I have seen and actually, I don't know any patients, friends, anybody who's had it or certainly died from it. It's not like New York. I talk to my friends in New York. They all know people who have died. Um, that I know said,
1: doctors. I, I know doctors who have died of it.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, my daughter is a doctor. One of my sons is a doctor. And one of my son-in-laws is an emergency room doctor. So I mean, it's here in Los Angeles. And... He's not that overwhelmed, but it's scary for all of us. I mean, I want to go visit my grandkids. I have to put on a mask, wash up, and stay six to eight feet away. And my daughter will just scream at me. One of the kids threw a ball yesterday, and I just went to pick it up. I mean, just totally natural thing. My daughter, in a loving way, screamed, Dad, you can't touch the ball. "Ah, There's a limit to how much I can do with this. And I I think we have to, I mean, the the people that scare me are the ones that are not taking this very seriously at all and are marching outdoors. And these people, they're not believing how serious it can be. And even when they're carrying their automatic weapons, they have masks on. I mean, what does that mean? Yes,
1: well, we could get into that political discussion, but I think we're going to stay away from that today. Okay, so um, do you know outside there when, when people get the coronavirus, are they trying to help themselves with uh, CBD or what you call dosed cannabis medicine? Um, do you know can you give us any information well, about that so it can help our listeners?
3: Okay, what I've actually seen primarily are two types of patients, patients with anxiety, patients with asthma, or patients with asthma and bronchitis. So using CBD and sometimes a little THC will keep their airways open, keep their anxiety down. And most of us, I mean, ultimately, most of us will get this virus. It's its its an awful, awful virus. So it's hopefully the vaccine will be around the corner. But I've seen a number of patients that are using it for anxiety and bronchospasm, people who have asthma. Um, people with asthma are at increased risk, but when we've done studies on this. We're giving as little as five milligrams of whole plant CBD under the tongue um, and then do 50, 20 minutes later, do a pulmonary function test. CBD and THC clean up the airways, help prevent the, the hyper response that kills people um, and helps tremendously with anxiety. So now, it's,
1: do you see this maybe as a preventative uh, that people should be doing this all the time? Now, Do you think there's anything? Well, I, I
3: mean, I, I would take that? it one step further. I I think that most people, with or without COVID in the air, will have benefits from low levels of low doses of CBD. It, it kills cancer cells. It helps tremendously, not just with anxiety but mood, it lowers blood sugar, it normalizes um, blood pressure. We've seen many patients who have a little bit of an elevation in their kidney function that normalizes after a few months with CBD. If somebody on top of it has asthma or anxiety, those are reasons to do it. And yeah, I would recommend if anybody gets sick with COVID, it's not that CBD is going to cure you, but it's going to help you feel better. It's going to help dilate. The arteries, you can have less anxiety, and theoretically, it should help prevent the the cytokine storm, which again is what kills us. So, yes, I think everybody should be using CBD.
0: More high society with Paxton Quigley coming up after we hear from our privileged sponsors.
2: the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, joined Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The
3: The Green Green Peak
2: Peak. with Richard Zwicky. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through March 26th. Don't miss this exclusive opportunity for NCIA members to network Learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about NCIA's federal policy work and emerging topics. Look for this year's only tour of Cannabis Caucus events coming to Portland, Denver, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, Newark, Sacramento, and Los Angeles this March. Stay connected, get informed, and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at
0: thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Paxton Quigley is back talking to the connoisseurs of cannabis and culture on High Society, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Now, we were talking when we went on a break about um, that you think that people should be either doing some um, some CBD every day and possibly... THC. Uh, Can you give us more information about that?
3: Well, it depends why the patient is taking the CBD. I'm starting to see a lot more patients who come in or, now video or call in um, where they just want to figure out a dose of whole plant CBD to use for general protection. Um, General protection such as decreasing the heart damage by almost 40% if we have a heart attack, um, decreasing stroke damage, decreasing, you know, cerebral trauma. Um, I've treated a number of people post-concussion who have um, brain damage and memory issues that were being treated at the UCLA Memory Clinic. And in six weeks, they were normalized um, on CBD. So CBD is a great healing thing. It's expensive. I mean, the stuff that you see out there by the millions of containers is not very effective. I, I wouldn't recommend that. But well,
1: let's talk about that then. I know when I go like to uh, CVS, pharmacy, pharmacy, or Walgreens, I'm looking at bottles and tubes and all that, and you know, I'm I'm reading the ingredients, and for all I know, it might be coming from China. So, what do we do in a case like that?
3: Well, it's tough. Um, I mean, I I see patients throughout the week that this is what we're dealing with, and then. I will give them the name and help with obtaining medicine that's of the highest quality. Because if I'm, and the reason I got into the medicine side of this, although it's not a place I make any money because there would be tremendous ethical issues and conflicts, but I wanted to have the medicine available that I knew what it was, that was properly tested, and I had experience for as many years as possible with that particular type of medicine. So nine years ago, when we started to figure out the dosing, the deal was: how do we make medicine that's consistent? How do we make either capsules or? Well, here for example, this is one of the. This is the medicine I take every day. I take. Okay, so
1: these. it's uh, since we we um, we're a podcast and we're, we're we're not videoing it. How big of a capsule? It looks like a pretty big capsule
3: that you showed me. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's size zero zero. Uh, zero, zero. You know, if, had I known that, I wouldn't have put on a nice shirt. I would have <laughs> left on my big Lebowski T-shirt. Uh, or your pajamas, for all I know. <laughs> but you, you really don't know what I'm wearing. Uh,
1: no, I don't know <laughs> what you're wearing, <laughs> especially on the bottom. I have no idea. Right. No, do I want to know? Frankly speaking. No. Um, now let's let's now go to cancer, the other C. Uh, you know, I, I've read that in the United States every year. 1.8 million people will be diagnosed with cancer just in 2020. And and then something like 600,000 people are going to die of cancer in 2020. I understand that you had cancer and you beat it. Can you tell us what you did and, and what role, if any, cannabis played?
3: Well, I, I don't like to use the word beat it. I mean, at this point, I'm in remission and there's no evidence. Actually, the urologist wanted to do a biopsy. They couldn't because they couldn't find any disease, which I felt very bad for them. Not. <laughs> so I, I've been a pretty healthy guy all my life. In October, November, I just started getting really fatigued, but kept on working. And finally, they dragged me into the emergency room and I had prostate cancer that went to this arm, to this arm, to my back, my pelvis. I mean, I was miserable. And I don't even remember the first two days of the hospitalization. I was that sick. And my PSA was 6,000. And for those normals under four, we we had never seen one of 6,000. So the first thing I did, because I had somebody bring it from home, was I started on the cannabis capsule that the invisible capsule that we showed our, our radio audience, um, that has 10 milligrams of each CBD, THC, THCA, and CBDA. And we've been working with this combination now for four years, and I feel it's very effective. So I started that first, and then I got started on some hormonal blockers, but uh, declined any chemo. And my PSA now is 0.4. It's been normal for... It became normal within three weeks of starting the treatment, so I feel, I you know I feel better. I am I feel more confident that we're doing this, and I'm learning a lot about treating prostate cancer. That's for sure. Now, do you
1: think that CBD was really an important component of 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 of, of getting your PSA uh, down?
3: In these capsules or in the tincture, there's whole plant cbd thc thc acid the raw form of thc and cbd a so all four of the major cannabinoids why because we don't know enough i mean i know there's experts out there that say you do this for this cancer this for we don't know none of us really know um, so i take all four if i had i'm doing a small study with six men who have prostate cancer with PSAs of around 12, and nobody wants to do anything with them. I personally think that THCA, just raw cannabis, is the most important of those from a cannabis perspective. And we're now treating these six patients with just 10 milligrams, three times a day of THCA. So far, I mean, the results are looking outstanding. We have three of the six have dropped their PSA 50%. Um, Two of those no longer wake up at nighttime. So we're going to start making, I think, prostate capsules just with THCA. Um, I, I think it's a big deal. I think it's bigger than CBD. And since we don't know which one kills which cancer, that's a reason to keep all four. Plus, all four of those molecules in equal amounts, 30 milligrams a day of each of them, pretty much takes care of nausea, appetite, sleeping, pain. And it makes sense that the four most common cannabinoids over millennia, 23 million years, that those most common four would be very important. So we're doing a lot with that.
1: Now, do some of the people also smoke cannabis? Or do you leave that out of the equation and tell them don't smoke if they happen to be smokers?
3: I don't tell people not to smoke cannabis. virtually none of my patients smoke. I mean, the the average patient that I see comes in and says, I don't want to get stoned. I'm terrified of that. So uh. that's who I'm dealing with. I, I mean, nobody's coming in and, and paying or telemedicine in um, to be able to smoke weed. I say, find a 10-year-old and a match and you'll get what you need. I, I can't recommend smoking because not because of any potential danger, but because I have no idea what the patient's taking.
1: Uh. I understand. That. Now, what other illnesses do you treat the most? Besides, forget, forget about the prostate cancer. Anything for women, uh, for uh, cancer of the breast or well, the well, uterus?
3: Cancer of the breast is probably one of the two most common diseases we treat. And it's one of those diseases where the data is pretty good with these cannabinoids. So, I mean, I treat most, I see most cancers. Um, I see a lot of different cancers, but we see a lot of different neurological disorders like neuropathy where people have burning pain in their fingers and toes from a drug or from chemotherapy. We have a, a transdermal cream that people just rub into their fingertips or toes um, and there's a 70% success rate over two months and um, having their neuropathy resolve
1: this is this is amazing you know i wish we could spend another half hour talking about half an hour we could talk for
3: hours (laughs) i could go on for hours
1: so wait tell people where they can get a hold of you because i'm sure that many of our listeners will want to talk with you give give us your website your phone number whatever you want please all
3: right Well, my name is Alan Frankel, F-R-A-N-K-E-L. I'm a board-certified physician. My office address is in Santa Monica, but I'm at home. So the important information is my website, green, G-R-E-E-N, bridge, like Golden Gate, M-E-D.com. Our office phone number is 310-393-0640 and i would say that in addition to the information we're having a lot of fun talking to patients if i could afford it i would do it for free or i'd even pay for the honor of talking to people i love it
1: good well you're you're a wonderful doctor and i thank you again for talking with me and talking with our listeners and i hope that lots of listeners will will want to at least if if they don't have a problem they'll tell maybe one of their friends or relatives. So thank you so much for being on on High Society with Paxton Quigley.
3: And I'm honored to be the first guest.
1: Yes. Well, I wanted you to be the first guest. That's what I said to myself. So thank you very much. And I want to thank all of our listeners uh, for tuning in. Um, You can also visit us on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can listen to this broadcast as well as past broadcasts and join the conversation. So please stay healthy, stay balanced and stay in touch. I'm Paxton Quigley.